I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. H.H. Holmes. Hello everyone, my name is Val, if you're new here, and welcome to the bonus episode, which is episode 28 of Night Talk. Today we will be talking about another really famous Victorian serial killer. Today we are talking about H.H. Holmes, the devil in the white city. Before we get into the episode, let's get into some commercials and a disclaimer. First off, remember to follow my socials to keep updated on when we post new content. The link is in the description of the episode as as usual. I have a blog called Corpse Moon Blogs, where I post weekly blog posts about my content, my favorite topics, and lifestyle type posts also. And I also do some, like, uh, advocating for different uh, uh, charities or, like, different uh, different things I believe in, like LGBTQ rights and abortion rights, stuff like that. Um, so I, I post there every Friday. Um, the, the link will also be in the description with everything else. I also have a vlog channel called Corpse Moon Vlogs, where I post weekly video diary slash journals on Sundays. Lastly, just a reminder to follow the podcast so you can keep updated on when I post new episodes. We post here twice a week, every Thursday and Sunday, so join in on the spooky time. Okay, there is a disclaimer for this episode. This episode does contain descriptions of mutilation of a body, so if you can't handle that, I completely understand. And I'll talk to you in in another episode. But if you're okay, then continue on to listen. Let's get into the episode. Firstly, we will be talking about his childhood. Then we will be talking about H.H. Holmes's Martyrs slash Murder Castle. Next, we will be talking about his schemes and what happened leading up to his arrest. Then we will be talking about his death. Next, we will be talking about his legacy afterwards and into nowadays. Then we will be talking about some conspiracy theories that go with the case. Lastly, we'll be doing a closing speech sort of thing. You'll see. Part 1. His Childhood Let's get into his early life first. Holmes was born Herman Webster Mudgett in Gilmanton, New Hampshire on May 16, 1861. His parents were Levy Horton Mudgett and Theodette Page Price, both of who descended from English immigrants. Born into an affluent family, Holmes enjoyed a a privileged childhood and was said to be unusually intelligent at an early age. Still, even though there was there was that, there was some haunting signs of future events to come. He was bullied a ton in school. One was about because it, one of his eyes looked wonky, but almost, but amongst other things, including for his intelligence also. Now let's get into some of the early signs of psychopathy. He experienced an interest in medicine, which led him to practice surgery on animals. That is a classic sign of a killer, in my opinion. Some accounts indicate that he was also involved in the death of a friend, but that was just a rumor and there's no evidence to back that up. Now let's get into the the beginning of his crimes. 
Holmes' Holmes's life of crime began with various frauds and scams. After graduating high school at the age of 16, he officially changed his name to Henry H. Holmes or H.H. H. Holmes. A year later, he married a girl named Clara A. Lovering. A few years later, in 1880, his son Robert Lovering Mudgett was born. H.H. Holmes studied medicine in college at a small school in Vermont before being accepted into the University of Michigan Medical School. As a medical student, he stole different corpses and used them to make fake insurance claims. Holmes may have also used the bodies for experiments as well. He would completely mutilate them for these experiments too, not just dissecting. In 1884, he graduated medical school and a year later moved to Chicago, Chicago in 1885. In 1887, while Holmes was still married to Clara, he married another woman named Myrda Be Beckelhamp. I excuse me if I can't pronounce that. It's, I think it's Belcap. 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 Murda Belkap. I think that's how you say it. Okay. They had a child named Lucy Theodette Holmes, which uh, obviously the middle, the middle name is uh, named after his mom. His third and final marriage took place on January 17th, 1894 in Denver, Colorado to Georgina Yoke. He did file for a divorce with Clara, his first wife, in 1887, but it would never came through, and he remained married to all three women until his death. The Murders Slash The Murder Castle, Part 2. When... When H. H. Holmes moved to Chicago, he soon found work in a pharmacy using his now infamous alias, Dr. Henry Holmes, Henry H. Holmes. It was owned by a couple named Elizabeth S. Holton and her husband, Mr. Holton. He eventually took over, meaning H.H. Uh, Holmes, took over the business and allegedly killed the original owners of the pharmacy. Holmes, after taking over the pharmacy, he also purchased an empty lot across the street that would become his later murder castle. The murder castle description. The construction started in 1889 and ended in 1891. It was built on 603 to 601, or yeah, 601 to 603, I said that backwards, uh, West 63rd Street in Chicago. According to biography.com, the upper floors contained his living quarters and many small rooms where he tortured and killed his victims. There were also trapdoors and chutes that enabled him to move the bodies down to the basement where he could burn the remains in a kiln or dispose of them in other ways. There are also soundproof rooms secret passages, and a disorienting maze of hallways and staircases. This was, this was so his victims had no way of escape at all. Literally no way of escape at all. The basement, according to history.com, was a was a Maccabee facility of acid vats, vats, pits of 
quick, quick lime often used on decaying corpses and a cre crematorium, which was this, which the killer used to, fi to finish off his victims. All of these descriptions, however, were described by what were likely overly embellished or even fabricated news reports in the 1890s. So we don't know if that's true, but that's still, it's, Sounds like it could be like a little bit true, but like a fabrication of the truth. So I kind of still believe it, but like, and if it, it might be like a little lighter, then it seems that that makes sense. So yeah, let's continue. He also had a bank vault built into one of the rooms and created a room around it too. There was some back and forth between him and the bank because of this, but he ultimately won because he threatened a lawsuit. Here is a bit of a timeline of his known murders and how he killed, since we don't know the exact number of them, but in my humble opinion, I believe he killed at least nine people. You'll see the timeline that I have and, and why. The first one is Julia and Pearl Connor Smith. Um, they, are, they, were, they died in 1891. Julia was allegedly Holmes's lover. Holmes overdosed Julia with chloroform. He poisoned Julia's daughter, Pearl Connor, and also butchered her. I believe my resources said she was 12 years old, which is insane. Emmeline Sigrand was alleg allegedly his secretary, who he, who he would eventually propose to. He suffocated her in the vault he had, and she was found dead in 1892. Emily Van Tessel, also in 1892, she was poisoned. Minnie and Annie Williams, 1893, Annie was suffocated in the vault and Minnie was poisoned. Ben Alice and Nellie Pitzel, Pitzel, there we go, 1894. This story will be told in the scheme section since Ben was involved with a scheme of Holmes's. You'll you'll see what what, what I'm talking about in the scheme section. The bodies of unknown victims were never found, but rumor has it that he sold their body parts to medical schools. He constant he uh, consistently stated that Julia and and Emmeline died of illegal abortions. Him him by by him I mean H. H. Holmes, of course. The murder castle was turned into a hotel in 1893 and was called the World's Fair Hotel. It was meant to it was meant to host people who would come to the Col Columbian Exposition held in 1893. According to famousbio.net, posting the opening of the hotel in 1893, Holmes lured many victims, mostly females, into one of the one of the many rooms in the hotel, which he had designed specifically for killing them. His methods were grotesque and ranged from hanging his victims to suffocating them or leaving them in a vault to die of hunger and thirst. After killing them, he would either dispose of the bodies by burying them in lime pits or performed a, or performed experiments on them later and then sell the skeletons and the remaining organs to medical schools.
Okay, let's get into the schemes part. Holmes left Chicago shortly after the World's Fair to continue his schemes, including a plan with Benjamin Peitzel in which Ben would fake his death to collect $10,000 from a life insurance company. Jailed in 1894 for stealing horses, Holmes confined in another inmate, a notorious outlaw, Marion Hedgepath, who knew him as H.M. Howard. Um, Marion, who would later talk deeply to the cops about what that conversation was about. While the authorities ad- identified it, Howard as Holmes, they could not catch him soon enough to for him to continue his murders. Though Holmes murdered Pitzel by knocking him and by knocking him out and killing him by setting him on fire. He literally set the dude on fire. After talking, after telling his widow that her husband was still alive and in hiding, he convinced her to let him travel with three of the five of her children, which later became his victims also. They were all murdered in the fall of 1894. Later on, in July 15, 1895, two of the children's bodies were found in a Toronto cellar. H.H. Holmes' arrest. After several weeks of avoiding the cops, he finally got caught in November of 1894. During his time in custody, he, he gave many different stories to the police. One specific one was him admitting to killing 27 people, but that story changed every day they talked to him. Convicted in 1895, Holmes appealed his case but lost. His death. Holmes dies on May 7, 1896, where he was hanged for the for the Peitzel murder. He was buried in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. His last wish was to be buried 10 feet deep and buried in cement. The reason why? So no one can dig him up and dissect him. It's so ironic, isn't it? I mean, come on. Very ironic. Now let's get into a bit of his legacy. This case has been talked about so much through the years. Even today, there are a ton of people still discovering what happened and who H.H. Holmes was. There were many films, books, etc. made about him also.
Now let's get into some conspiracy theories. There are two most popular conspiracy theories that we're going to talk about today. The first one is H.H. Holmes was the infamous Jack the Ripper. There are a few pieces of evidence for this one that supports this one, and these specific pieces of evidence are the reasons why I think I I think in my mind that I agree with this with this conspiracy theory. Even though it's just a conspiracy theory, it just it just seems like it's really spot on. It's a really good conspiracy theory. So these pieces of evidence are, uh, they look super similar to each other, especially in the composite sketch of Jack the Ripper in the pictures of H.H. Holmes. I'll make a, I'll make a post on Instagram comparing the two because they look so similar, you, you'll see. The journal, his great-great-grandson, meaning H.H. Holmes's great-great-grandson, has of him talking about murdering prostitutes because that was literally what Jack the Ripper's main victim was, was, pro- was prostitutes, as you heard in my last episode when we covered his case. Go listen to that. I'll link it in the description. Holmes could have been in London at the time of the, of the Jack the Ripper murders also. And then the second conspiracy theory was Holmes faked his death during his execution by tricking someone into being executed for him, which is pretty sneaky and something I think Holmes would do. So I kind of believe both of these, but what do you guys think? Let me know on my social media. To conclude, H.H. Holmes was one fucked up person. We may never know, we may never really know how many people he actually killed or if he's actually Jack the Ripper because the cases are just too old. Hopefully, though, we can get some sort of closure on the cases, whatever that means. Okay, that is all I have for today's bonus episode. I hope you all enjoyed learning about another insane criminal from the Victorian era. Before we leave, I wanted to remind everyone to follow all my socials and the podcast to keep updates on when to keep updates on when I post new content. Okay, that is all. Uh, that is all, and I'll talk to everyone next time with another episode. This is Val signing out. Mm-hmm.